0: Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two J's, Joey and Jared, and gentlemen, the NFL season is one week, I repeat, one week away. That is seven days, and listeners... If you guys are interested in becoming successful DFS players, you guys want the bag, then you're going to go ahead and follow the DFS Dose on Twitter. That is at the DFS Dose, and you could secure the bag. And speaking of the bag, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback, Green Bay Packers, just secured the largest NFL contract in history, $134 million. Uh, I think something like $103 million guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken. Is that true, resident Packers fan? It's all worth it for the GOAT, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, all worth it supposedly. And we're gonna be kicking off today's show with uh some player props. We looked at some NFL season player props, and just so everybody knows, we used uh Bovada, so that is where we got these numbers, and we're gonna talk about whether we agree or disagree with some of these season long player props, kicking it off with the hundred thirty-four million dollar man Aaron Rodgers. So For the season, they've got him at the over-under of 4,200 passing yards and 34.5 touchdowns. I will toss it to you, Jared. What do you think about those numbers for Rodgers?
1: I think I'm going to start off with the 34.5 touchdowns. I think he goes over just because his last full five healthy seasons, he's eclipsed that four out of five times, and for the 4,200 passing yards, again... Uh, in his last five full healthy seasons he's done that in four out of five so for both I think it's over for me if he stays healthy I know you obviously can't put a can't put that in your bet
0: but I take my mm-hmm. chances yeah i I'm also gonna take the over what about you joey
2: yeah I probably take the over as well but I'm not too familiar with bovada but I think they might have something in there that says something about games played. I could be completely wrong, but even though Bovada is illegal in New York. but chill, yeah, chill, chill. I agree. Chill.
0: Um, Jared, is there any concern that the Packers' secondary and defense overall has improved and that the Packers may not have to throw as much? I mean,
1: the defense has definitely improved with the signing of Wilkerson, and then they drafted Jair and uh, Jackson. Um, and then the second year of Josh Jones but I mean the linebacking core is still not great Clay Matthews hasn't been Clay Matthews Nick Perry still hurt Blake Martinez took a huge step up uh, last year but I think Rodgers is still gonna sling it, no matter what. Yeah, the Packers, Uh,
0: the Packers' future uh, lies in what Aaron Rodgers does. And speaking of another player who just secured the bag, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. just got the largest uh, contract of any uh, wide receiver in NFL history. I think his number was ninety million. Is that correct? Yes. Ninety mil. Uh, yeah, with I think sixty guaranteed. So, uh, Odell Beckham over under. 1250 yards and 8.5 touchdowns to me that's an easy over he had uh over 1300 yards and 10 touchdowns in each of his first three seasons so that's uh over on both of those for me joey i know that you uh, want to talk about odell
2: yeah man i love odell as a player i feel like he's probably the most talented receiver in the nfl yes i said it and you know he's just a baller so big baller <laughs> yeah facts He's had over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns in his uh, three seasons before last year when he got hurt, unfortunately. So if he stays healthy, which he probably should, um, he will definitely go over that.
0: I think the only reason that those numbers are so low is they may be anticipating a bigger touchdown share for Saquon Barkley in a running game that the Giants have lacked in Odell Beckham's tenure with them. Do you think there's anything to that, Jared? Um,
1: Yeah, I think the, with Sterling Shepard being being healthy uh the newfound run game that they should have with saquon barkley and then evan ingram and that whole offense being healthy i personally think he goes under eight and a half touchdowns interesting but he definitely he definitely gets all the yards
2: aaron Rodgers and odell are balling holy oh my god they yeah they are balling
0: i mean they set the standard but to be honest though, the the NFL contracts are so misleading these days and every every new player that gets signed that's elite at their position is, yeah. you know, resetting the market. Like it was not too long ago that Matt Stafford was the highest paid quarterback and then Kirk Cousins went over and then Jimmy G went over. And now Aaron Rodgers went over. I think Matt Ryan went over in between yep. there too. So it just it just as long as the cap is continuing to grow in the NFL, these contracts only have so long before they become outdated.
2: That is true, but they still gave him 103 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, I would say both of those players are entirely worth it. Yes, yeah,
1: 100%. Who who else is worth that money other than Aaron Rodgers?
0: Any NFL quarterback that is a franchise quarterback, honestly, in my opinion. If if without a franchise quarterback, your team is is just not competitive. You think
1: that there's another quarterback in the league that deserves that money.
2: I mean, I would say Tom Brady, but not now because he's old.
0: But on a per year basis, what is it, thirty million or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think every NFL quarterback compared yeah. to the like when you look at what players like oh in basketball or right. uh, in baseball are, are paid in comparison, it's there's the you... caps don't restrict so. NFL quarterbacks in comparison to what they do for their team have are just traditionally undervalued in my opinion.
1: I don't think anyone's worth that money other than Rodgers.
2: I think I think Tom Brady, Rodgers.
1: I mean, well, yeah, Tom, Drew I mean Brees, Tom Tom Brady, yeah. Uh
2: I would I would throw That's, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck and Russell Wilson in there.
0: No. All those players are going to reset the market whenever they, you know, when Wilson gets another deal. He'll reset the market when Cam gets a deal. He'll reset the market. Same with Luck. I mean, it's just the way the NFL is going. Do you
1: think any do you, Do you think any of those players are what Aaron Rodgers is to the Packers, other than Andrew Luck? Honestly,
0: yeah, I think all of them are. I mean, it's not a the difference. The difference is between Russell Wilson. You know, if if Russell Wilson is out, then he's. The Seahawks are going to be just like the Packers were last year. They're going to be dead exactly, in the water. Exactly. Exactly. the core the, the franchise quarterback is the entire team. It's not for I, pretty much every team. Like,
2: yeah, he's probably the most talented uh, quarterback in the NFL. Hurts me to say
1: because, Pro- probably,
2: yeah, probably, but at the end, what would the probably. team be wow. without them? Just just like Ben said. The Seahawks would yeah, be nothing agreed. without Russell Wilson. The Packers, obviously, last year were nothing without Rodgers. Um, you know the Saints—they just traded for Bridgewater, so they could be good. But before they would be nothing without Drew Brees. You know,
1: I think I think Andrew Luck. Well, I can't can't really say Andrew Luck because I got to see what he comes back after his injury. Andrew, well, before injury, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson—that's it. But I think Rodgers is is above all of them to deserve that money. I think they deserve around that. But I mean, not for that. example,
0: I don't think that Matthew Stafford is as talented as Aaron Rodgers, but if his average contract is about thirty million per year, I mean I'm not mad as a Lions fan that he's getting paid that because without them they're a two or three win team and with them they have at least hope so i mean the franchise quarterback i don't think you can overpay for them honestly especially with the cap meaning little you know less and less as far as how much it restricts your team
2: exactly you pay for the the players that you need yeah
0: for sure But we've gotten kind of derailed here Uh, talking uh, about—we were talking about Odell, and we're going to talk about another uh, elite wide receiver here in Julio Jones, who has his over-under receiving touchdowns 6.5, which seems relatively low, but if you look at Julio Jones' stats— he is not really the biggest uh, touchdown scorer, although he's had over 1,400 yards in each of his last four seasons. He's only eclipsed 6.5 touchdowns once in the last four years. So what do you guys think about Julio Jones' 6.5 touchdowns over under?
1: Under.
2: Um, I'm on the fence, honestly. Like you said, he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns. Um, Gillette,
1: I don't believe in some. Yeah, teacher. since
2: 2013, he had a two-touchdown year, 6 Eight, six, and he had three last year. Want to hear fun fact? Odell has five less touchdowns than Julio Jones in his
0: in, in his career.
2: In his career, that's crazy, yeah. right? Well, Odell scores and touchdowns of at last one of the, year
0: at the highest rates of any receiver in the NFL.
2: Yeah, Julio has forty three touchdowns since twenty eleven, and Odell has thirty eight over his three. Three years and four games. I mean, part of
0: it comes down to the play calling with the Falcons. But when you look at Julio Jones' frame, he profiles as a player who should be just dominant in the red zone. So it's interesting yeah, he that should... his touchdowns have never been there. It's just been a theme with him his whole career.
2: I feel like he should have at least like eight touchdowns over every season. Yeah. Like over eight touchdowns.
0: Um. So <clears throat> over under, Joey?
2: I, uh, I say over. over. I have faith I have faith that he could score more touchdowns than three
0: yeah. last I, I'm year. I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Jared on this one and take the under, but I do still expect him to eclipse fourteen hundred yards as he has for the last four seasons. Um that's Talking crazy. about another receiver who is not yet elite, but uh, the Titans hope he can become elite, is Corey Davis. So Corey Davis, they have the over-under at 775 receiving yards. This really just comes down to whether or not you believe he is in for a breakout this year. What do you guys think about Davis?
1: I think it goes over, and being the Titans' number one receiver, and in his second year being more acquainted with the offense, and I believe is going to have a better year than he had last year. I don't believe he was that great last
0: year. He wasn't, and they have a more progressive uh, pass uh, or they have a more progressive offensive coordinator this year, so they should be able to scheme some things differently.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Dion takes a lot of a lot of targets away from all the receivers, but I think Corey Davis goes well over that, and I think he almost breaks a thousand yards, if not, does break a thousand yards.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree with Jared. I think he goes over. The seven seventy five.
0: Agreed. Um, let's switch gears here a minute and talk about a running back, uh, Jay Ajayi on the Eagles. They have his rushing and receiving combined, uh, for a touchdown total of six point five. I think that's pretty low. Although he did only have two touchdowns last year combined, he did get traded in the middle of the season. Uh, they had Legarrette Blunt there, who's obviously a touchdown machine. Um, and with the you know question at quarterback, we don't know if Wentz is going to be back to start the season or not. I'm thinking that he won't. Uh, they should probably just keep Foles in there until Wentz is 100% ready. You don't want to put him in there too early like the Colts did with Andrew Luck and potentially do serious damage to your franchise quarterback. I think that they could heavily lean on Ajay in the first couple weeks and throughout the season. Honestly, as he has a full season to be acquainted with the Eagles. What do you guys think about Ajay? I'm definitely taking the over on six point five touchdowns.
2: I'd I'd have to disagree with you on that. I'm definitely taking the under on six and a half. I mean, he's been in the league for four for three years. Excuse me. He only has one receiving touchdown out of his three seasons.
0: But he had eight. <clears throat> he had eight rushing touchdowns with the Dolphins, and the Eagles should have a much, much better offense than the Dolphins had that year.
2: Yeah, but I feel like the Eagles don't plan on featuring him as like the lead back. I feel like the like Darren Sproles and Corey Clement will get work behind him. Yeah, he might be the goal line back, but I don't expect him to score seven rushing touchdowns again. Personally.
1: Didn't, Aj- didn't Ajayi score a bunch of touchdowns in a span of a couple games? Yeah, it's though?
2: like that span where he had like two, yeah, like two hundred, yeah, like two or three straight games, like, like two over two hundred rushing yards over, like two games or something.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm taking the under, and as much as i um I'm not a fan of Ajayi anymore, because I think his knee is gonna give out at any time now. I'm just a bigger fan of Corey Clement and how they use him in the offense. I think he's going to end up being a starter.
2: That boy has knees made of glass, yo.
0: Hmm.
1: That's why the Dolphins just tossed him away. Because they literally said they don't didn't believe he'd be a starter after this year. Yeah. They thought he'd be in out of the NFL by this exactly. time. Exactly.
2: That's why I go with under as well.
0: Switching from a former Dolphins running back to a current Dolphins running back, what do you guys think about Kenyon Drake, who's over under a set of 800 rushing yards?
2: I'm a big fan of Kenyon Drake this year. Um, I feel like he goes way over the 800 rushing yards. I could see him having around 11 or 1,200 rushing yards for the season.
1: What are you smoking, bro? Jesus. 1,200 yards?
0: That's a heavy under for me at 1,200. I'd probably take the under on 800, to be honest.
2: Well, Ben, you're a known Kenyon Drake hater, so... I,
0: I don't know how known it is beyond three of us, but let me make it known for you guys out there right now. Kenyon Drake is not going to get over 800 rushing yards. He is vastly overrated. He's been an injury concern since joining the league. He's had over 15 touches in the NFL three times. Uh, I just I just don't see it, especially on a team that I think is going to be one of the bottom three or four teams in the NFL. They're going to be getting blown out. Their defense is just atrocious. I don't see how Drake is going to get the touches uh, to, to reach 800. I think that total yards, maybe he'll be around 1,000 because he's the clear best pass catcher, but... If the Dolphins had all this supposed faith that they have in Drake, they wouldn't have signed Frank Gore and assigned him as basically a co-starter and drafted Kalen Bolage. So I just I don't see Kenyon Drake being this bell cow that you're projecting to be, especially on a bad team.
2: I mean, just to um, argue against your in- injury uh, position, he's played in all 32 games over the last few years. Yeah, he might not have started, but he hasn't been hurt.
0: Well, the injury concerns are coming out of college and where he missed in 2014, he missed nine games and 2015 missed two games. Well, good thing
2: we're in 2018,
0: Ben. He's never never been able to hold a workhorse workload. He's never done it before. He
2: hasn't gotten a workhorse workload in his NFL career yet.
0: And he still won't.
1: I think this is a prime opportunity to place the second pods bet.
2: That's a fact, Jared. I'll put cash on it that Drake <laughs> goes over 800 rushing yards.
1: I think we're going to stick with, what did we do last time, $20? Yeah, $20. I think it's going to be a standard $20 on each bet. So is this a yeah. over-under I'm I'm $20 I'm going to take
0: bet? a heavy under on that. Let's do it. Lock it down. Well, uh, all right, lock and, it down. But anyways. 14 games will be the standard for all of these
2: anyways you're also putting too much stock into an old Frank Gore acting like he's going to rush for a thousand yards or something which is insane third Kenyon Drake is a good running back he has a career average of five point yards per carry which is pretty good in the NFL the standard is four so he has a full yard over that and he plans on getting eight or 15 to 20 carries a game and six to eight targets a game with a report just released today
0: bro do you want to hear something insane? Frank Gore hasn't had under 200 carries since 2005, his rookie year. Well, good thing he's had he over will... 200 carries since 2006 until now.
2: Well, I mean, he's been the starter everywhere he's been. Well, 49ers and Colts.
0: I mean, I'm just saying yes, he is obviously old, but he has shown to be able to still maintain the workload. He had two hundred and sixty one carries last year at age thirty four. I don't I just I don't see it. I mean Okay, are you gonna play if, a running
2: back that has been averaging under four yards per carry for the last three years, or are you gonna play the young guy who's good and has averaged over five yards per carry in his two years?
0: It's not about what I'm gonna do, it's about what Adam Gase yeah, is and gonna, gonna self proclaimed asshole. Adam
2: Gase is going to <laughs> Adam Gase is going to play Kenyon Drake.
0: <laughs> You're wilding, bro, but we can yeah, move on. Yeah, let's move the, on. The, the, bet, the bet is in the books. Uh, let's talk about a quarterback, uh, Josh Allen, over under 210.5 passing yards per game. So this doesn't matter if how many games he starts. We're just talking about his average yards uh, per game at 210.5. What do you guys think about that? So...
2: He could start one game and throw for 300 yards, and you'll win, and then if he gets hurt for the rest of the year.
0: But, I mean, it's looking more and more like he's going to start at least half the season, probably quite a bit more. I think that he has a solid chance to start week one, honestly.
2: Yeah, I um I agree with that, that he'll probably start for at least, like, eight games, I, I would think. But I would have to go under on the passing yards per game. Um, I just... Don't believe in him. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I don't believe in the Bills offense minus LaShawn McCoy. And yeah, that's just my reasoning. That I don't think he will get that with the I mean they have Kelvin Benjamin, Corey Coleman, uh Charles Clay, but the Bills offense just isn't really that good.
1: See, that's kinda hard. I don't know. I got him for about three thousand yards this year. So it really depends on how many games he plays. Yeah,
0: for me, I, I I would take the over, but not because I believe in Josh Allen. I'm kind of right there with you, Joey, in what I think. I just I think that he could have over in the sense that of like the passing yards that Blake Bortles had in his huge year. Uh, just they're going to be throwing a ton in garbage time because the Bills are going to be so bad that I think he could just rack up fourth quarter yards and and surpass that.
1: Yeah, the numbers is too low. I think I got to go over.
0: Yep. Um, moving on, we will talk about another quarterback, Andrew Luck. Uh, over under 4,000 passing yards and 27.5 touchdowns. Do you believe that Andrew Luck is going to return to form? Um, I mean, uh.
2: 4,000 passing yards, I don't know. I, I'd i probably go under just because he didn't play at all last year. Um, he still doesn't know how his shoulder is going to hold up, so I, I want to – that he would get that much uh, passing yards. Touchdowns I could see because I feel like the Colts will be throwing it a lot. So he could get touchdowns. I just don't think he'll get the 4,000 yards.
1: Jesus. I honestly under on both. I don't I don't know how much they're gonna lean on him to throw 30 times a game. And with the receivers they have, I mean T.Y. Hilton's the only threat in that offense. And Jack Doyle. Yeah.
0: They have no real uh, run game to speak of. And just something to keep an eye on with Andrew Luck. He's been really hesitant uh, to throw downfield so far in the preseason. He's been making some completions, but everything is pretty short. So I'm just kind of worried that Andrew Luck's shoulder may not be uh, fully back to form. And it's also going to be something to see if the Colts are at all worried about him, you know, if they're going to be sort of a quick passing offense because they're worried about contact with him. So uh, I'm not quite sure.
1: Did Was it him that hurt his foot, too? Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah. didn't he just hurt his it foot? It was like a
2: it minor sprain, but he's yeah. still going to play.
1: Still, still, still injury.
0: Um, switching at. gears, Uh. Marquise Goodwin, I'm pretty high on him this year. They have his over under at 900 yards and 4.5 touchdowns. What do you think about Goodwin?
2: I like Goodwin. I think he goes over on both.
0: Yeah, I think 1,000 yards is pretty in reach for him.
1: Yeah, just being that number one target, and Jimmy G loves him. Yeah.
0: A lot, a lot of yeah. The number one receiver has always been a pivotal role in the Shanahan offense, and Goodwin is the clear-cut one. Uh, Let's move to another wide receiver, uh, Joey's boy Josh Gordon. Who they have the over yeah, on at a thousand yards, and you don't even over. need to ask the man. Yeah, see, he can't he, he can't wait to get that out. The over, mm-hmm. over on uh, Gordon for a thousand yards. Who, by the way, is uh not starting week one and will be playing behind uh the guy who just had Starts guns and weed and all this stuff in his car like a week ago, playing ahead of Gordon.
2: <laughs> Browns love those receivers, man. What can you yeah, say? In some
0: ways, Antonio Callaway is like a young Josh Gordon.
2: There, there's people that call for Jarvis Landry to be kicked out of the league for what he does on the field. Well, that'll never happen. For, cause he did end a career. Who? Um, the one of the Bills players, Aaron. Um, what's his name? Aaron Williams. Yeah, he ended his career with that cheap shot. That he did when it was when he was on the Dolphins. Oh, I remember to that. His head, I to his that head, to his head neck that area. He yeah, he ended his career. Well. And he did and he did that hit again in the in this preseason, and Aaron Williams actually tweeted about it.
0: Really? I did not yeah. see that. Yeah. Crazy. Damn. Well. Uh,
2: but either way, Josh Gordon over a thousand yards, hundred percent. Lock it in.
1: <clears throat> that is a solid under for me.
0: Yeah, definitely a solid under Joey's Wylan with his Josh Gordon love. Uh, Let's transfer to Jared's boy, John Ross, who you've heard about quite a bit if you listened to any of our earlier episodes. Uh, I think we've covered him in every episode. Uh, John Ross over under 550 yards, Jared. Over 1,000 yards. (laughs) 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 Do you really think that, or are you just tripping? No, I think he goes over
1: about 850
0: on a real number. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that. 550 I mean, is too uh, low. Brandon LaFell. Yeah, LaFell had 548 last year, and the talent gap between Ross and LaFell is pretty substantial, at least worth more than two yards for sure.
2: John Ross will definitely go over 550 yards receiving if he if he stays healthy.
1: LaFell's like a dirty napkin, and John Ross is like a solid Krabby Patty. You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you.
0: Lafell's like a paper plate, and and Ross is like uh, expensive china.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> so all right, all right. So I like where, I like
0: where you're going with. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'll
1: take the extra two yards.
0: No doubt. Um, this one I thought was pretty interesting. It's pretty simple. Lamar Jackson, how many starts? The over under is set at zero point five. So does yeah, he start def- a game? Yeah. Um, I I would definitely take the over on that, even if it's just like uh the kind of like how Mahomes started a game last year week 17 if it regardless of if the Ravens are in the playoffs then they might sit Flacco or if they're out of the playoffs they might just want to see what Jackson can do because if they're out of the playoffs Lamar Jackson's probably going to be starting next year so I would say at least one start is pretty safe bet for Lamar Jackson what do you guys think I agree I also agree sweet uh talking about not a rookie but a first year starter in Pat Mahomes over under 13.5 interceptions
2: over
1: yeah it's gonna it's gonna be over just because that those defenses in that division
2: bold prediction for week one he throws like four interceptions.
0: Yeah, I, I could totally see it. I think the Chargers pass rush is going to be on his ass, and, and the secondary of the Chargers is no joke either. Casey, so. Casey Hayward will
2: my get two of them. Son,
1: my son. Yeah.
2: He'll get two one picks week one. One of the
1: best ball hawks since he's been in the league, hands down.
0: Yeah, right up there behind Darius Slay. And speaking of a Detroit Lion defensive oh player, last uh, last player prop uh, that we're going to be talking about is Ziggy Ansah. Under. Uh, 9.5 sacks. Under. Under? Well, you're a hater. Well-documented Packers fan. Uh, you Joey just said Darius Slay was a better ball hawk than Casey Hayward. Well, I mean, he did lead the NFL in interceptions last year. and yeah, Hayward and Slay is year, close.
2: So. They're they're both good players. But i have to Hay-
1: –
0: Yo, you're pissing me off. I mean, it's just straight facts, honestly. You could look at the numbers; they definitely back it up.
2: Slay is a good corner. He's he's probably one of the most underlooked corners in the NFL, but he's up there like top five.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And his best skill set is the interceptions. Anyways, Joey, uh, Ziggy Ansa, nine point five sacks.
2: I'd have to go under. Um, He's
0: gone over twice in these know, five years um, And last year the numbers are yeah. kind of deceiving He was actually pretty underproductive But he managed to uh, have three big blow-up games With three sacks apiece That really boosted his numbers up to 12 But on a per-game basis He was slacking last year I, I Even as a Lions fan I might have to go under on 9.5 I would say right around 8 or 9 Is a safe number for Ziggy
1: Yeah,
2: I agree
0: All right, and that
1: will be... Yo, wait, 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 wait. Quick fun fact for you, Ben. Mm -hmm. Casey Hayward has 20 interceptions in 83 games. Mm -hmm. Darius Slay has 14 in 74 games.
0: Well, I'm going to keep it 100% with you. Darius Slay was not the corner that he was early in his career. Darius Slay really uh, improved after, uh, I think, year three. He had six.
1: He had six picks before this year. Keep him out of the Casey Haywood conversation. Let's go on to the next segment when we talk about rookie running backs.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we will talk about rookie running backs right here. Uh, in case you missed our last podcast, you can hear our opinions on the top five rookie wide receivers. Uh, you can find our last podcast on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Tune It In, Stitcher, There is nowhere on the damn internet that you can't find the DFS Dose if you look us up. So, please look us up.
2: So, that means there is no reason that you shouldn't be listening. That's just
0: straight facts. So, let's talk about our top five uh, rookie uh, running backs for 2018. Uh, This isn't their career projections. This is just what we think they will do this year. I think that it's pretty safe to assume that all three of us have Barkley number one.
2: Yes, 100%.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: easily. We easily. don't even really have to talk about it. I mean, his workload yeah. is his workload and talent really. Uh, his I should say his projected workload and his actual talent yeah. are far above uh, the other four on our list. So
2: yeah, we we already know that he's number one and he's going in first rounds of drafts. So that's all that has to be said yeah, about him. Uh,
0: moving on, who do you guys have number two?
2: Number two, I have Royce Freeman, which I feel like. We all agree on. I think he will have the second best rookie running back season next to Barkley. Um, he's looked the best out of each running Broncos running backs. Uh, with Henderson and uh, Devontae Booker, and he'll he'll most likely start all year. So I like I like his upside this year, and I feel like he'll have a good season.
0: Do you have him number two as well, Jared? Yeah, yeah. Mine and Joey's list is
1: pretty much the same, except. I like Penny a lot more than every running back except Barkley, but that's more of a dynasty type thing. I think Freeman's going to have a, a pretty solid year. Here. I don't think Penny's going to get more yeah. much uh, run at all this year just because he had that finger surgery and he
0: decided to come into camp fat.
2: <laughs> He's on the Eddie Lacy diet. Shout out word, to Ben.
0: Word, um, <laughs> I actually stole that joke from Twitter, so shout out to a random Twitter person. Yeah. But um, I actually don't have Freeman uh, second. I have him fourth on my list. I'm, I'm not quite as high on Freeman. Although I do think that he should uh, lead that backfield in touches. I think that the Broncos coaching staff really loves Devontae Booker for some reason. And uh, they have been known to ignore the best running back on their roster. They gave Booker quite a bit of run when C.J. Anderson was on their roster. Um, much like how I think Adam Gase is in his last year coaching. I think Vance Joseph is the same, and their whole uh, offense could be a train wreck. My number two running back for this year is actually Sony Michel. I know that he's been hurt throughout camp, but I think that he's A, going to be on the uh, best offense of the remaining guys. Uh, the Patriots should obviously do quite a bit. They're not afraid to play um, – you know, throw to their running backs, give their running backs a lot of work inside the five. They are a pretty high percentage uh, running team in the red zone, so I I, I like Michelle's uh, upside. Honestly, what do you guys think about that?
2: I I agree. Um, <clears throat> there's there's a lot of running backs in New England that get the ball. Burke had James White, uh, even Jeremy Hill's in the discussion to get some carries to start the year, but. Uh, michelle is i in my opinion he's the second best running back to come out of this draft uh he has a lot of talent drafted in the first round so i feel like with a uh, bill drafting a running back in the first round which he never does i feel like once he is healthy he will have a role no matter what no matter who's playing good or bad he's gonna be put in and the Patriots do throw a, a lot of short passes and intermediate passes, and he's a pretty good uh, pass-catching back, so he can come out of the backfield and, and get catches along with James White, maybe in, like, two running back sets, especially with uh Edelman being out for the first four and games. And behind
0: Chris Hogan, their receiver depth is Philip Dorsett and Cordero Patterson, yeah. so I could see both Burkhead and Michelle having uh, pretty big roles in the passing game.
2: It just, it just depends when he comes back. He might be ready for Week 1. I doubt he will be. I would say week two, week three is when we'll see him. But when he comes back, he definitely will have a role. Yep.
0: You like uh, Michelle over Geis? Well, Geis has his ACL torn, so I think he's probably going for zero yards this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was asking Joey because he said Michelle was the second best <laughs> running back coming out of the draft. So that point, what you said was irrelevant to my question. That's fair. That's fair.
2: Yes, I I like. I think my rankings would go one, Barkley. Talent-wise, two, Michelle, three, Chubb, four, guys. Now, is
1: Michelle, is Michelle second because you're a very biased Patriots fan, or he's very good in your eyes?
2: No, he, he's good. Did you watch him okay. at Georgia?
1: I was just asking a question, Blair.
2: No, nah, I was asking you a question.
1: No, I did not watch him at Georgia. That's why I
0: asked yeah. you a question. Yeah,
2: hey. When him and Chubb split, he was definitely the better running back out of if the two. If
0: Darius Geist played a healthy season, he would have outproduced Barkley, just saying. But we could talk about that another that's, time.
2: That's a bold, that's very bold, I, I
0: Ben. A... Probably
1: not. I think Penny's the second best running back.
0: Penny's dynamic, but, but uh, Penny. for number three on our list, do we all have on Johnson there? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. like carry on, uh, carry on's potential, um, but that being said, I think that he is going to have a slow start, at least production-wise. I think that it's going to be tough for him to over get just get a substantial share in the offense with Theo Riddick having a defined role. LeGarrette Blunt and Patricia are just buddies, so I don't know what's up with that, but they're going to be featuring LeGarrette Blunt. He got quite a bit of first-team work uh, throughout the preseason and camp, so I could see on Johnson's talent emerging and just – you know, being too high for the coaching staff to sit in, but I think it could take a while. So he could have yeah. a big second half, but I worry about his production. So that's why I've got him in the middle there.
2: Yeah. Ben, I have a question for you.
0: Mhm.
2: Why is Amir Abdullah so bad?
0: Um, because he is indecisive. He tries to bounce everything outside, and he just can't run in between the tackles.
2: Because he was a pretty good running back in college, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah. went to ne- he went to Nebraska.
0: Yeah, and I he's, I was hype so about flashes, him.
2: But... Yeah, he's like he's flashed that he could be good. Like he has talent, but like I don't know, man. I just want to ask you. I because... mean, it's
0: possible that he just didn't regain the same burst that he had um, after missing an entire year. I he, I think he he got injured in the first game of uh, twenty sixteen and then missed the entire year, so. It's possible that he just wasn't the same, but the Lions gave him a chance last year. They wanted yeah. to feature him. They wanted him to take that step, and when he didn't, uh, they drafted carry Yeah, to that, I was just
2: gonna. Yeah, I was just gonna say they gave up on him after last year, and that's why they drafted him. Yeah, and if you're playing, uh,
0: if you're playing preseason uh, DFS for today's slate, um, Amir Abdullah all day. Uh, there's already reports that he's going to get a heavy workload. The Lions are trying to. Uh, persuade someone to trade him, but I think the entire league knows that he's going to be cut. So, I mean, yeah. if anybody wants him, they'll just pick him up after. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll probably
2: again. be out of the NFL soon, not going to lie.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't really see it for Amir. And it sucks because I did like him coming out, but, yeah, once yeah. they drafted carry on, that was it for him in Detroit. Uh, so I have uh, Freeman fourth on my list, like I said. Uh, who do you guys have at your four spot?
2: I have Michelle, but, you know, I feel like two – I feel like two, three, four, for me, could be interchangeable. Royce Freeman, uh, Johnson, and Michelle. I feel like all three could have
0: decent years. Uh, Same for you, Jared. Yeah,
1: mine and Joey's list is pretty much identical.
0: And so we've all got uh, Rashad Penny at the five spot, correct?
1: That's only because he decided to come in fat.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I really he... liked Penny, but I don't know if I'm necessarily buying it. And also, the Seahawks' offensive line is a problem. Yeah, like it has ne- been. So,
2: see, I don't know too much about Penny. Like, I never watched him in college. Like, I don't know how good of a running back he really is. But
0: I think he profiles as more of a three-down back than Carson. Whereas Chris Carson is a good uh, runner. Penny can be both. He he should be able to catch passes theoretically. And hey. Chris I mean, Carson. CJ Procise catch is passes. there, but yeah. I mean Carson
2: could catch.
1: CJ Procise is the most irrelevant player on that team.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa. Procise? I mean he's not that bad. Terrible. Terrible. He he had an injury that derailed him, but I mean they took him in the third like what, like two years ago?
2: It seems like that's his story every year is Oh, he's gonna be featured. Oh wait, he he broke his ankle.
0: He's out for the I next. don't wanna hear
1: anything about ProSize ever again on this pod.
0: I kinda of think that ProSize and Kenyan Drake are gonna have a pretty similar career arc. Oh, okay, but uh, we can we can Okay
2: then. Okay. Let's move on to the next segment, please. Alright.
0: So we are gonna move on to our final segment of the day, and we're going to build a cash lineup. Now, uh, I know that we are still a week off and about like 10 days off from the actual main slate on DraftKings, but, uh, we are going to just throw together a quick, uh, cash lineup here, something that would probably be viable 10 days from now. That being said, don't just play this lineup. Obviously, uh, you're going to have to keep up with news and more values will probably arise, but this will be a cash game lineup built on DraftKings, um... I think that we will go position by position and each of us will pick someone. Obviously, we'll make adjustments if we need to based on salary, but I'm going to toss it to you first, Joey. Uh, who do you, is a cash game quarterback for you on week one?
2: All right, so who I'm looking at for week one is Phillip Rivers at home against the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are pretty bad against the pass. They lost, they, they lost Marcus Peters. So I feel like that's a good play for cash. I feel like uh, Rivers could put up uh, good amount of points around like 20 points which is which is a uh, pretty standard for a quarterback in a cash game
0: yeah i uh, I could I could rock with rivers um I there's mean, definitely paid down options uh you could look at lower down the list if you want to pay down Andy Dalton is interesting I think that uh case keenum even lower yeah at 5,100 is personally very interesting
2: personally I'd play case Keenum, but some oh people my don't God. like him so God. For, for the pod and building this cash lineup, I think phil Rivers is a good option for us.
0: I mean, just, just for a quick bit of conversation, do you think that, I mean, in terms of cash, you want floor, you want safety. I mean, do you really think that the, what is it, 1,300 difference between Rivers, who has an established player on a pass-first offense, is really, like, you know, worth the savings that you get with a player in Case Keenum who has one outlier superstar year and has been pretty below average his entire career he's going to a new scheme new offense i mean i I don't see keenum is necessarily safe i I would be more interested in him for gpps
2: yeah i could see that but i feel like cash quarterback i mean i'm paying down no matter what i'm not paying up for a quarterback in gpp or cash personally
1: i would not touch case keenum with your hand I would not click the mouse.
0: What's wrong with and Keenum? You don't believe that he is the player no, he was with the Vikings?
1: No, 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 no. I don't even think he believes he was that player.
0: Ooh, I mean, there was definitely a meltdown last year in the playoffs. He got I they mean, shouldn't the even made melted. it past
1: they, they shouldn't even made it past the Saints.
0: That is very fair, but you know, a he lot did. of them, shouldn't do things.
1: I mean they shouldn't have. I mean, who was that? Marcus Williams? Yeah. Like what the like did you get scared the ball was coming at you?
0: No, he was on the Vikings payroll low key. Like (laughs) Jesus. Another
1: uh a pay down spot I like is Dak Prescott. Who is a way better road quarterback than home quarterback if you believe in home away splits.
2: Um, with yeah, with Dak, I mean it's just he has Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup and Cole Beasley. They have no Michael Gallup end. is
0: gonna score a touchdown.
2: I mean, that's yet to be determined. But
0: They're also gonna be a run heavy team, but um, Yeah,
2: very run heavy. I feel like they'll limit Dak uh against the Panthers in Carolina as well. But I mean who Do knows? Do you think
1: he can get fifteen points? Mm, yeah. I mean, that's almost three times your return. That uh, is but true. But just for
0: the sake of the pod, we will put rivers in there for now. Yeah. And uh, Jared, why don't you give us a running back?
1: Um. Are we spending up or are we saving a little cash here?
2: It's your pick. You could take yeah. whoever Do, you want, yeah. Jared.
1: Do
0: what you want. We'll uh we'll build around it.
1: Alvin Kamara. I mess with it.
0: Just my explode. only thing with Kamara is he is priced above several people who will have a higher workload than him. So, I mean, I you know get what? it. He's super wait, wait, explosive. Wait, wait. But, I mean, when it, just looking below him, I mean, Zeke Elliott is below him. I get it that the Tampa Bay run defense is not the same as the Panthers, but Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, yeah. these are all yeah, players I'm... that I think have higher workloads than Kamara at a lower price. Changing that to McCaffrey. Well, okay. McCaffrey at sixty four hundred, uh, is vastly underpriced in my opinion, especially on a full point PPR site like DraftKings. Yeah, I, I love McCaffrey. I think he's probably yeah. a cash game lock week one.
2: That saves us salary as well.
0: Twenty
1: yeah. one hundred dollars cheaper than Kamara, and they would probably score about the same.
2: Eh, I don't know about that, but I like the value for at sixty four.
1: I, mean, I mean, if you if you want to be honest, I think McCaffrey could outscore Kamara.
0: I definitely think that's a possibility. I mean, McCaffrey, the workload he's been getting in the preseason is insane. I mean, he got like, I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it was something like 10 touches in the first quarter. Like, it was just wild. Um, Yeah, I Uh, love McCaffrey. I think he's a cash game lock and probably one of the highest owned players on the week one slate. Not that that matters for cash.
2: Ben, it is your pick uh, for a second running back.
0: For a second running back, I don't know what you guys are going to think about this one, but I actually love uh, Alex Collins. He's 5,600. He's going to be playing or a horrible Buffalo Bills defense. They were just abysmal against the run last year. Uh, Baltimore's at home. They're favorites. I think their defense is going to be a huge play week one, and as we know, defense and running back correlates, so... I think that Alex Collins is pretty safe and while he gets the rep of just being sort of like a between the tackles bruiser uh, if you look at how he ended last season week 15 eight targets five catches week 16 four targets three catches and week 17 six targets two catches and uh, he also had over 18 carries three times in his last four games so I think the workload is secure I think he's Going to have a great matchup. And, uh yeah, I like Alex Collins for this week in week one.
2: I like that. So, Here. on to receiver. Oh, wait, Jared. I,
1: I like Alex Collins. He averages 12.7 uh, points per game at home and 11 on the road. So, 1.7 more at home, and they give him more carries at home. And he has a higher average per carry at home, higher yards per game at home, More touchdowns at home. I like that a lot, actually, now that I look at it.
0: Yeah, and honestly, this is gonna be his first crack at a real starting job. He took over the Ravens' backfield last year around week, uh, about week five six. He started getting the bulk of the carries. So if you look at his preseason, usage, he's been getting like a star player, you know, rest. He's not getting played at all in the preseason. I think that the Ravens are committed to giving him a chance. And when you look at what's behind him, Buck Allen, Kenneth Dixon, I'm not worried about any of that. I think Alex Collins is borderline cash game lock we will see his ownership but i would be pretty high on him for gpps as well uh joey why don't you give us our first receiver for this lineup all
2: right first receiver uh absolute cash game lock even gpp uh keenan allen 7500 at home against the chiefs
0: at home against the Chiefs, I love it. Keenan Allen, I mean, I think there's a real possibility that he leads the NFL in targets this year if he remains healthy. Uh, we've already talked about how bad the Chiefs' defense is, especially their secondary. I love that play. What do you think, Jared?
1: I love Keenan Allen. That was going to be my pick, actually. So. <laughs> so
2: we yeah. have 2,400. And we have five spots left so
0: yep, About an average of 48 per player Um, Jared give us our second receiver For this team At some point we gotta spend down and find a value
2: Yeah for sure
1: Gotta go back to my boy then You know what I'm saying John, John
2: Ross, Ross.
0: 3,900 Cash
1: Oh wait I no mean, No not cash I was thinking GPP
2: I mean we're gonna have to spend down somewhere yeah, I can,
1: but he's more of a touchdown or bust.
0: He's not yeah. going to get a lot of catches.
2: There's Keelan Cole at 38. I oh, don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty interesting. I mean, are we afraid of the Giants' defense? I mean... Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, Keelan Cole, it, it, it'd be difficult for me to play him in cash just because that uh, receiver room is such a mystery, but, I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it either. I mean... I mean I, you know I love Keenan
2: this year. I mean, we have to spend down Keelan. somewhere... So I'm not opposed if you guys aren't.
0: Um I mean it is Jared's also, pick though, so it is, it is, but just some other options in that range. You could pay up for Chris Godwin, who will be opposite Mike Evans, while well, Evans is probably getting shadowed by Lattimore. I mean Godwin Jameson
1: Crowder.
0: Crowder at five thousand. Yeah, uh, I love that, honestly. I think that with the loss of Tyron Matthew for the Cardinals, I think that in the middle of the field where Crowder eats, they're going to be a lot weaker. Uh, Crowder's the clear favorite target of Alex Smith so far throughout camp. I love Crowder at 5,000. That's a good pick.
2: Ben, it oh. is your pick.
0: Um, my pick at receiver. Um, I have a couple things I'm interested in here. Um, Danny Amendola at Forty-two, I think, might have a safe floor, but um, I don't want to put a cash game play on a player who just moved teams. He's thirty-two years old. I I like his role, but I don't think it's secure. Um. You know, I'm I'm open to changing this, but I think I'm gonna for now slide uh, Chris Godwin in there just because I like I said I do think that uh, Lattimore, who's uh pretty much bordering on you know top tier corner coming out of his rookie year, uh will be shadowing Mike Evans. I think Godwin has shown to be pretty talented. Um I'm gonna put Godwin in there at forty one hundred. Yo, so I'm gonna that?
2: I'm gonna say a name. All right. Yeah, throw it out there. Marquise Goodwin at Minnesota for forty six hundred.
0: Now that I I mean I love yes. the yes. For,
2: the yeah. So I'm the Vikings defense the, ranks Vikings.
0: They, D, yeah, who, yeah. But, who, but who are you
1: afraid of? They ranked
2: 14th uh, in pass defense last year.
1: Xavier Rhodes will not cover him. He'll be on Garcon. Goodwin Goodwin is way too fast. Trey Waynes is going to cover him. And Trey Waynes, if Goodwin gets in his head, he will pop off. Because then Trey Waynes will be grabbing and pulling and keep getting flags. And then he'll be scared to pull and touch him. And Goodwin will run right by him.
2: I mean, and they have. I've Jimmy seen G. that
1: happen so many times.
2: I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it out there. We don't have to play him, obviously, but
1: I like, I like, I like it.
2: It, it is but, Ben's pick, so you know. We'll get I on. mean,
0: for you know, for for five hundred more, I'm I'm all over the Goodwin pick. I like that, and I think that in general, people overvalue uh, receiver versus cornerback matchups. So um, with Goodwin, they're gonna be on the road. I like it. They're gonna probably have to pass in that game, uh, you know. I'm I'm down with it. I'll put I'll put Goodwin in there at the three spot. You've convinced. He's gonna me.
1: he's gonna nice. expose Trey Wayne's.
0: I mean, do you really think that they'll play him? I, I I get what you're saying about Rhodes, but I mean, they would be crazy to play Rhodes like against Pierre Garcon, age thirty two, compared to Goodwin, who's primed for a breakout. He's in his prime. I mean, he's the clear number one in that that receiver core.
2: Yeah, but does Rhodes line up in the slot?
1: He will travel anywhere. I'm pretty sure.
2: If if Rhodes travels with Goodwin, then no.
0: I guess uh, that like that's an example of something that you're gonna want to keep an eye on the news. I mean, sometimes things like uh, cornerbacks traveling is news that comes out. So that is something as to keep an eye on for that but yeah uh goodwin 4600 let's lock it in there at that wide receiver three spot so uh just to recap before we get into our last three spots we've got rivers at quarterback christian mccaffrey and alex collins at running back and for receiver we've got uh, keenan allen jameson crowder and marquise goodwin Uh, we have an average remaining salary of 4833 per player uh let's mix it up here joey and why don't you give us our dst for the week so we can uh you know just get a more accurate picture of what we're going to be doing
2: no problem um for defense i think i'm looking at
0: Hmm. i mean the ravens if you want to pay up uh i think would be pretty good against the the horrible yeah the saints and the ravens i think are the two top tier plays I'd be interested as well in the Chargers defense. Uh, chargers defense paying down, but I don't know how many Chargers we want to get in a cash game lineup. I feel like we might yeah. be going a little excessive there. Yeah, I, I was mean,
2: looking at the Ravens, but they're thirty-eight. I mean, I yeah, let's just throw them in. That gives us fifty-three hundred, and then we could pay down at tight end as well to get a good flex play.
0: Yeah, and and we could always adjust our defense later on if if we want to pay up at flex. So. uh Jared, do you want to do tight end or flex? All right, so I will go tight end here. And some names I'm interested in here, uh, Jack Doyle at 3,600. Lock them in. But, but, but. but, Yeah, I love Jack Doyle. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I mean, Ebron showed pretty well, although in general I'm not concerned about Ebron. I'm more concerned about Andrew Luck in week one. What do you guys think about David Njoku at 3400 against the Steelers? He's pretty cheap. Uh, Tyrod has traditionally loved the tight end, and Njoku has showed pretty well in the preseason. I mean, Njoku got some interest there. What do you guys think? No.
1: Yeah,
2: he's not in play for me. I would look down 200 less to Austin and Jenkins instead of Njoku for $3,200. i would
1: go... I'd go 200 more to
0: get Doyle. Yeah, I, I'd i be way more on Doyle than ASJ. Um, although the, technically the Giants and Browns are just so traditionally bad against tight ends um, that I think both ASJ and Vance McDonald would be in play if we get a reading on them. Uh, I mean, McDonald finished his season last year in – with 16 targets against Jacksonville in the playoffs. But, I mean, that's obviously not realistic. Um, For
2: 3,600, though, you can't pass up Jack Doyle, but I feel like he'll be super chalk.
0: I disagree, man. I think that, I mean, there's got to be some concern with Eric Ebron. I mean, Ebron is not a blocker whatsoever. They didn't sign him to be a blocker. They're going to want to use him. I mean, he was getting some first-team run with Andrew Luck. They're not going to not play Ebron.
2: Yeah, they're not going to play him, but, I mean, again, it was in the preseason. And Luck has a good rapport with T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle. And nobody else on the Colts offense has really played with him.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I definitely so I feel like, like Doyle.
2: So I feel like uh, he will look more towards Doyle than Iran, even though both of them will probably play a good amount. Doyle will obviously play more, but for 3,600,
0: just just for the sake of the pod, I'll I'll put Doyle in there. But I'm gonna just say it now. I will I will not be playing Jack Doyle in cash week one. I, I I'm I have some concern with Ebron and Doyle was good with Luck, but he was best with Brissette because Brissette was just you know throwing yeah. barely down the field. So he got all those catches last year because Brissette was in there. If Luck returns to form, I think he'll be uh you know throwing downfield more. So. But we can put Doyle in there, and that gives us 7100 to work I, with the that's flex. A lot. Yeah, that's that's. I a good mean, amount. so players in that range, Leonard Fournette, Odell Beckham. I mean, what, what do you guys think about that?
1: Fournette's already locked in.
0: Yeah. I Call mean, me Fournette... crazy,
2: but I'd rather play Gronk over Fournette in the flex. Run with two tight ends.
0: I mean. No, thank you. I mean, alternatively, we could play Gronk at tight end and play, uh, you know, somebody like Keelan Cole John at 38. Ross. Uh, Ross is, oh, yeah, wait, no, no. Ross is, what, 39, right?
2: So if we yeah, plug Ross in Ross is Gronk. just
0: outside, but you could play Gronk at tight end, who in terms of cash game, I mean, he is definitely the safest tight end, especially with all the receivers uh, that the Patriots are missing. Gronk is a super high floor I think
2: Gronk will score two touchdowns week one. Personally, just because of the lack of players that the Patriots have.
0: So think about it like this: I mean, in terms of our last two roster spots, we could go either Jack Doyle and Fournette or Gronk and Keelan Cole. I mean, I mean,
2: are are we agreed on Fournette?
0: I mean, I think in terms of cash game, if we're looking at the seventy-one hundred range. Uh yeah, I think Fournette would be the choice I it, there. I mean at, at the again,
2: Giants they lost Marquise Lee, so it'll probably run a little bit more. And yeah, and, I like uh, that play.
0: Yeah, so I mean, do you guys like uh the combo of Doyle and Fournette or Gronk and Cole?
2: I'd rather go Doyle and Fournette person
0: yeah. I mean, here's here's the thing though. Here's I mean I thing. like this
1: lineup that we have right now. It, I like this lineup for a cash lineup. It's it's
0: 100%. it's interesting, but I mean in terms of cash play, I I think that going from Doyle to Gronk gives you such a higher floor cuz yeah. honestly I, I like Doyle and I think that he has a theoretical floor, but Gronk has a guaranteed floor, a high guaranteed floor. True. That is true. That is very true. Quarterback Rivers, running backs McCaffrey and Collins, receiver Keenan Allen, Jamison Crowder, Marquise Goodwin, Keelan Cole, Gronk, and Ravens. Keelan Cole is the only weak spot on that, and, I mean, honestly, he is their wide receiver one. Do you guys like that lineup or no? Aww. I mean, Keelan Cole's the only question mark, but, I mean, we've got top-tier players at receiver, running back, tight end, defense, I, I River, like that. rivers is secure i mean we could try and upgrade keelan cole by going down at rivers but
2: i i like that you know what just i think we should just stick with rivers and go to gronk and keelan cole
1: yeah I, I like
0: that. All right, so let's let's lock this in as our podcast cash game lineup a week out, and, and maybe we'll revisit this. Uh, obviously, we'll revisit this coming up next week. But in terms of a cash game lineup, this is what we've got. We use the entire salary, nothing remaining. Quarterback, Phillip Rivers. Running backs, McCaffrey and Alex Collins. Wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Jamison Crowder, Keelan Cole. Uh, tight end, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Marquise Goodwin in the flex and DST Ravens. I mean, honestly, that is a high floor team, and there's also some I explosive like upside. I, I like that team quite a bit, honestly. Uh,
2: I'm definitely going to play this lineup, unless <laughs> right. one of these guys gets injured, of course. But if you're listening, we don't, you know, we're not telling you to play it, but it might win.
0: It, it's viable. I mean, you like it, Jared. I love it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a lineup. I'm going to go ahead and hit save on this one. Uh, I'll definitely probably tinker with it. Um, but this is definitely going to be quite a bit of my core for week one. I may, I may try and find a way to get uh, Melvin Gordon in there and go in a different uh, receiver area away from Allen to play Gordon. But, uh, you know, in terms of a core, I think it's very solid.
2: Yeah, it's, we made a pretty good team.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um all right, guys, and that is going to be it for us this week. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the DFS Dose. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. And uh, in terms of iTunes, Joey, you want to tell them what to do here?
2: Yeah, so all you have to do is go onto your podcast app. It's right on your phone, and it should be in one of your folders. Um, you just search the DFS Dose. You subscribe. There's a nice subscribe button right under the name. And, yeah, and it helps us out a lot. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you guys just go and do that for us, and we'll love you.
0: Yeah, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, we're working on a giveaway for we're, – we're thinking about 100th hundredth uh, follower on Twitter. So, you know.
2: It's a, a little ways to go.
0: A little ways to go, but we will appreciate it once we get there. So, yeah, uh, you can follow us, like I said, at the DFS Dose. My personal Twitter is at Ben Hauver, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, you want to tell them where they can find you?
2: Yeah, my personal Twitter is at Joey Carrion underscore,
1: and mine is at Jared underscore underscore Marcus.
0: All right, guys, that's gonna be it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Time to crack open some Purely. Yeah!